We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How do you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Work, family, friends, a million pressing social issues and an expectation to be on 24-7. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit the reset button. That's when you reach for an ice cold Coors Light, the beer that's made to chill. Listen, there's a lot going on in Green Bay right now, and I feel like we could all use a moment to chill with a Coors Light. See, Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's literally made to chill. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. Perfect for a moment to unwind. Coors Light is what I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in their all-new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado, and as always, celebrate. Twenty minutes a day, three hundred sixty-five days a year. This is the Pack a Day Podcast. Welcome back, Packers fans, to the Pack-A-Day podcast. It is Saturday, and your Saturday crew is here and together. I'm Jason Perrone of Game On Wisconsin, the Pack-A-Day podcast, Pulse of the Pack, and the Quick Slants podcast, along with Mark Eckel of Packer Report and Paul Brettel of Dairyland Express, Cheesehead TV, and some... Well, Paul, we'll start with you, because you've got a new entity to announce to the fan base. And as always, let us know how the weather is looking out there in the Dairyland state of Wisconsin. Yes, coming up here shortly, I'll be the host of Packers Unrestricted, part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. So I'll be putting out a couple episodes a week, just talking like we do anything and everything about the Green Bay Packers. As far as the weather, it's beautiful up here, guys. It's going to be even low 60s this coming week. Wow. However, however, even growing up here, I still tend to fall into this trap. It's early March. Chances are there's still five or six inches of snow <laughs> somewhere. So it's hard not to get – You got you got to be cautious. You can't get into that full, all right, it's springtime because it's going to get back into the 20s or 30s likely, and there's likely still going to be snow in March or April. That sounds about accurate. I spent many, many winters there, and I, I remember a snow day in the month of May at one point when I was a kid. So, <laughs> and warmer pastures out east, Mark Eckel on the East Coast. What is the beach report? Are we are we beach ready yet or not? Not. Well, I mean, I, there, there have been people out there. It's, it's I'm not a I'm not ready yet. But uh, we. Last week, last week was pretty nice. It hit sixty something. One day was beautiful. Like this was what's Thursday. Thursday was gorgeous. Uh, now it's back down in the mid fifties. Um, so it's not much warmer than Green Bay. Uh, Nick, but again, as the week goes on, it's supposed to get get better. Um, so it's but it's you know the rain stops. So that, that's a good thing. Uh, and we had like I told you, I, I saw my buddy Noah. He was building a boat. <laughs> we had rain every day for a while, um, but no, it's yeah, it's it's nice. It's nice. Not as nice as Phoenix, Arizona. I'm sure, Jason. Yeah, we're gonna get up to 84 today, up to 86 tomorrow, 80 on Monday, 70s during the week. So everybody can go ahead and um, that wanted JJ Watt in Green Bay can go ahead and blame me. I probably yep, I did. Wo- I wooed did. him, wooed him here with all of my weather reports. <laughs> so maybe we should stop doing the weather report. I don't know. 
<laughs> yeah, it was it was you, the weather, and twenty eight million dollars that did it. I think. <laughs> yeah, not sure which one was bigger, but both <laughs> were a factor. <laughs> it certainly both. wasn't going to play for a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, that's that's the case. You know how I feel about the Arizona Cardinals. And I will get a chance to, if he's still healthy and playing at that time, and it's I'm not, that's not a dig, maybe, uh, I'll get a chance to see J.J. Watt play against the Packers in a Cardinals uniform because the Packers are in Arizona this season. It's on the schedule. So we'll see how that one shakes out. But what I thought we would do today, or what we thought we would do today, is just give everyone an update of what the Packers still need to do ahead of free agency to get ready for free agency. Any more moves that they might make. There was a little bit of news or some notes that dropped this week about things the Packers might do. Brian Gutekunst spoke to the media. Well, a lot of the staff spoke to the media, so we've got some talking points to go over there. So I guess let's let's start there, guys. One of the things that was what that Gutekunst talked about was a move that we have laid out ourselves in terms of what the Packers might need to do to free up some money or what they might do ahead of free agency, which is uh, deal with Preston Smith and his current contract, but the comments that Gutekunst made were that he expects and wants Preston Smith to come back. Now, GMs and coaches say things all the time, so whether or not there's a lot of truth to that, I guess we'll see soon enough because free agency is going to start soon, but let's start there. So, Mark, with Preston Smith, we talked a little bit before we started recording. There's still some maneuvering to be done there. Paul made a good point of at his current contract. It just seems almost, I don't know what the, what the, the, you know, I, I, I can't, my, my brain locking out a term to let Preston Smith play on that. So it's like there, there still has to be some maneuvering that's got to go on there one way or the other, even if he's still with the team, right? You would think, I mean, he's going to, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I can't, he has to come back now though. I mean, I know coaches and general managers, you know, say what the, what the, what the writers want them to say or, or or what the fans want to hear. But he was too emphatic, in, in my opinion, of saying press. He like if if they cut him next week, I know if I was covering the Packers, I would just kill him for that. You can't tell me one week he's coming back. You know, oh yeah, he'll be back. We want and then cut him next. You can't. You just can't do that. Um, so my again. My experience in, in covering these these kind of things, I think something's already done. I think, you know, and and again, like we said last week, the Packers, they're usually well prepared. They don't always do the right thing because it's, it's not a perfect. You know, every team makes personnel mistakes yeah. that don't that don't turn out the way they hoped. Um, but they're usually well well prepared. So I I again, and I don't know this, but. Something tells me that they've already worked out some kind of deal with Preston Smith's agent and Preston Smith to where he will be back next year, probably at a much reduced base salary um, that will also then lower his cap number. And then maybe throw in what we say on the backside of a contract, incentives where he can get that money back. I think they did that with Mason Crosby. Um, we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. A few years ago. So you you cut his salary from whatever to whatever, but then if he gets 10 sacks, he gets some money back. If he 
intercepts a pass, he gets somebody back. If he gets 15 sacks, he gets even more, you know, whatever it is. Um, where if he, if he plays the way he did in 2019, he can recoup most of, if not all, the money that was taken off his original base salary. And that's an, to me, that's a very fair, very fair deal for both sides. Well, and Joe, new defensive coordinator Joe Barry's got a lot of experience, or not a lot of, but he knows Preston Smith. They've they've right. been on, you know, been on a team together. So Paul, there's a chance that Preston Smith might get rejuvenated, and, and maybe this is a little bit of the Packers betting on him having maybe not quite the 2019 season that he had, but somewhere between 2020 and 2019. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions. And now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma Money Spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. Credit Karma Money is a brand new checking account where you can win cash reimbursements for making purchases. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot and your Instant Karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Open your FDIC-insured spend account for free. There's no minimum balance requirements, no overdraft fees, and free withdrawals from a network of over 50,000 ATMs. And when you make a purchase between June 8th and June 30th, you'll automatically be entered to win $1 million. Right now, visit creditkarma.com backslash win money to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com backslash win money to sign up for free and start winning. That's creditkarma.com slash win money. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Yeah, I mean, if he's back in any capacity, even on a pay cut, the Packers believe to, I would say, a fairly certain extent that he's going to bounce back in some fashion. You're right. It might not be, you know, 12 sacks, 62 pressures like 2019, but hopefully it's closer to that end of the spectrum than what we saw in 2020. And I'll just throw this out there. This goes without saying, but I'm going to say it anyways. Brian Gutekunst, those decision makers, they're obviously much, much, much smarter than I am. But when it comes to Smith, there's really, I see three alternatives. There's keeping him on his current deal, which is a $16 million cap hit. And I don't know how you could justify that after the season that he just had, uh, especially in a year with a cap crunch. They could restructure his deal, which would take some of his base salary and or roster bonus from this year, turn it to a signing bonus. But the cap hit all has to come in 2022 then. The money that's saved in 2021 has to go to 2022 because that's the last year of his deal. His cap hit in 2022 is already $16.5 million. So now you're going to be increasing that? That just doesn't make sense either. So it has to be the pay cut if he's going to be sticking around. And we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Like Mark said, a deal might already be done. The Packers are usually pretty tight-lipped about this stuff. But even if a deal isn't done... You know, maybe the offer's been made to Smith and his agent, and they're mulling it over right now. So when Goody's asked that question, of course, he's going to say, yeah, we expect him to be back. You know, in, in Green Bay's mind, they've made a fair offer to him. Whether Smith feels that way, we'll find out. But to me, that's the only justifiable alternative that they have in this year with the cap crunch. If they, I think Andy said this a, a couple times, they've written about it, seen on Twitter, that if they keep Preston Smith, especially at his current deal, you know, that is their big free agent signing. So while we're all hoping that there's one out there, that's going to be it. And another factor in all this that's not uh, being talked about that much is if Preston Smith is back, what does that mean for Rashawn Gary? Uh, Gary had a, a really nice season last year, but he still played, uh, you know, I think it was around maybe 40, 45% of the defensive snaps. So is there going to be more of a balance moving forward with those two? Because Gary's in, you know, He's looked like he's starting to really figure it out. You don't want to stifle his development by taking snaps away, especially for, you know, if Smith is on a similar trajectory as he was in 2020. So if Smith's back, that's another balance that they're going to have to figure out as well. Because we know Zadarius is going to be on the field. Rashawn Gary, based on what we saw last season, absolutely deserves to be on the field. Smith, he, at this point, he kind of has to show us that he needs to be on the field. So that's another uh aspect of this balancing act with the cap and you know playing time that needs to be considered as well and i haven't seen it talked about that much well I, yeah, he's going to be the third guy i mean mm-hmm. gary has moved has moved ahead of that and that's oh, for sure that's where when you're talking to him and his agent you say listen there's you know a third 
Now, listen, a third pass rusher is important. It's almost as important as a third corner these days. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, I expect to see all three of them on the field at the same time when it's third and nine or whatever, right? Um, But you don't get, you don't make, $16 16 million dollars to be the third. <laughs> That's what I was just going to say. What's so, a, what's a good pay cut then for right. that? Right. <laughs> so you get him down to what you feel is fair and what he has to accept. And again, put incentives in there that if he hey things happen, guys get hurt, guys come out of nowhere, you know, you never guys know what's going to happen over, over the course of a 16 game season or maybe maybe more this year. Um so yeah, I again, I was of all the of all the news that came out in those press conferences Tuesday, that's the one that opened my eyes the most because, like I said, he was pretty. He, it wasn't a maybe. It was oh yeah, we're Preston Smith. Yeah, we're not. Like, what are you crazy? We're not getting rid of Preston. I, 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 he was almost like saying that. Like, oh no, we're, there's no way we're getting rid of Preston Smith. I'm like, okay, then figure out a way to keep him. Then, or like I said, maybe it's done, or maybe it's like you said, in the works at least. Um, because, yeah, I mean, and. On a good note, it's one less thing the Packers have to worry about now because if they were to if they cut Preston Smith like a lot of people thought they might, they you who's your third guy? I was Garvin just gonna I was just gonna ask I that I was just gonna and ask that Marvin would 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 be the guy on the current roster. Him or Randy Ramsey, and I don't know if either one of that either one of those guys are ready. And then everybody said, "Well, do you draft one?" Well, you drafted one with the twelfth overall pick two years ago and and he didn't even do much as a rookie because it's a tough position to come in now some guys have done it i know but usually they're they're special the packers have too many other things to worry about than getting another pass rusher keep preston smith and that position is in pretty good shape if you ask me mm-hmm. yeah that's that was the question i was going to ask is if so it doesn't make sense to keep Preston Smith after all we've talked about and how much he contributed and how much how much of the time how many snaps he plays at his current rate of pay. But then it does still create a question mark as far as how do you address it then? Because I didn't see enough from John Garvin to to, to, to see that he's ready to go. Randy Ramsey was hurt a lot of the season and he he was uh, you know he's undrafted right or was he a late round no, draft pick? Nope, undrafted. And so. Unproven doesn't mean he can't. We've seen a lot of undrafted free agents do well, but then then it's like, well, who are you going to target? Who's your bargain target in free agency? Now, one thing we did also talk about before the show started was that, and it's been widely said, this isn't any breaking news. There's going to be a lot of veterans that are going to end up on the on the open market just because teams are going to have to make decisions to get under what is going to be whatever the cap is. The cap number is when that gets announced, which we'll know shortly. And I, I, guys, I don't know about you, but I can't wait till we know the number so we can stop speculating on what the number is actually going to be. And then we can get down to the business of of what the Packers do. But the other obvious thing that they can do, and I've listened to Andrew Brandt talk about this several times this past week. I think he talked about it on his Business of Sports podcast, is the Packers also have some flexibility with Aaron Rodgers' current contract. They can convert that money into bonus. Now, you do the same thing that Paul mentioned. You kick the can down the road, and you're going to eventually take the hit. You're going to pay the bill. You're not going to get out get out of paying the bill at some point. There's been some talks about, do you extend Rodgers so that they have more years to work with? And I don't know. I mean, I think that's now you're starting to gamble on that he's going to be the anomaly. And he has done a lot to show us that he's – Still playing at a high level late in his career, I'll call it, because he's 37 and in NFL years, that's that's getting up there in years. But again, that's still the exception and not the norm. Mark, I already heard you say no on the on the idea of extension. That was gonna be my question was yeah. are you on board with that? I mean, or are you are you are you more of just hey, just convert it to bonus, give yeah. yourself a little bit of relief now and then roll with yeah. it? That's what I would do. I would I would spread it out over the length of his current contract. Yes, it's going to hurt you in those last, you know, it'll hurt you more. But this year is a different year. The Caps, you know, this was a, you know, COVID played played a, played a role in everything last year. And it's still playing a role because that's why the Caps only going to be 180-something million instead of 198 to 200. Hopefully this goes away. There's new TV deals are, are being worked out as we speak. The 2022 and 2023 Caps should be over 200 million if not you know who knows how, how high they they may run so 
yeah, worry about those. Worry about 2022 and 2023, and tw- worry about them w- when you get to them because it's going to be a better world. Then I mean, it's going to be more money's going to be coming in. The cap's going to be higher. The Packers have the Packers are listen. They went to the NFC Championship game, right? They're 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 right there. So they have to get. They have to. They can't like. They have to win next year. I mean, they 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 have to get. They have to. They have to be good in 2021, and they got to create some money somehow for 2021, and not worry about 2022 and 2023. The way I looked at, the way I figured it out, I think if they could, if they get Rogers done, and they don't have to, and apparently they don't. It's not even like they don't even have to ask him; they could just do it. Um, because that's in that's in the contract, and why wouldn't he would take? What's what's he care if he gets? I mean, actually, he's getting more money this year, so why wouldn't he? You know, more more in a bonus, he gets it right now. Um, and that could get. I mean, that's the thing. Everybody's talking about them signing this guy and signing that guy and KJ Watt. They're still about what anywhere from ten to twelve million dollars over the cap. They right. can't. I mean, so Rogers, I think, can take them down to almost even. Which okay, now at least you're even, and then you cut some of these guys that we've talked about. You know, not Preston Smith now, but other guys. Um, now Devontae Adams, I do extend, and you could probably create about anywhere from three to five million dollars um, of cap room. Um, I would extend Adrian Amos. No one's talking about that, but me. Mm-hmm. But his cap number is ten million. He deserves. I mean. He's played well enough that he. I think you can give him another, you know, add another three, four years to to his current deal, and spread that out and create another maybe four million or so. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because he's something. he's only twenty seven, twenty eight. Right, and he's played his best football. Mm-hmm. Last year was probably. I'm, I'm not going to say probably. Last year was his finest season in the NFL. I think. Right. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Yeah, he played really well. The other thing is, is that if you don't make some of these moves that you're saying, and I agree with all of the ideas there, then the Packers might have to do something that I think we've talked about. We don't necessarily prefer that they do. And I'm just using this as an example, but you may get to the to the point where you have no choice but to cut a guy like Dean Lowry, who then takes away some valuable depth up front. Do you guys, Paul, do you see it the same way? I mean, the Packers, if they don't make some of these moves... Then they're then they're going to force themselves into doing things that are going to create other holes on the roster. Yeah, absolutely. It's one way or another. This has to get done. So obviously they're going to look for the most cost effective way, both uh, in the short term and long term, while trying to keep as much of this roster and the key players intact. And that's, I mean, that's the hard part in all this. That's the balancing act. And there's a number of ways that they can go about it. One thing I wanted to touch on with uh, Rogers. I, I agree with Mark. I wouldn't extend them at this point, but I would restructure. And I've seen um, some say that because his cap hit so large in 22 and 23 already, I mean, it's almost 40 million next year. You know, you're adding more cap to it by redoing the deal this year. But I'll just say, I don't really care. He's the he's the reigning MVP. I mean, hey, if Rogers cap hits 44 million next year, but he's playing like this, do we really care? It's the most important position in the game, and he's playing at an extremely high level. And as far as it delaying the the, you know, Jordan Love era, using hand quotes as I say that, we don't we don't know what that's going to look like or when. But as, if that's delaying it, you know, I have no problem with that either because again, this whole Rogers Love discussion is an easy one if Rogers keeps playing as well as he is. And while maybe he's not going to win back to back MVPs, I'm not saying that. But also in this, you know, he's coming off the most efficient year of his career, one of the best years of his career. He's re revitalized in a Matt LaFleur offense that makes life way easier on the quarterbacks than what it was for him previously. I just don't, anything's possible, but I just don't envision, you know, this huge drop off in 2021. And honestly, I, I don't know that I'd see it in 2022 either based on what we've seen up to this point. So when it comes to Rogers, do whatever you have to do to restructure it and make the cap space for this season you know, Mark, like Mark said, it's an odd year. You got to do some unusual things. And for Rogers, it also gives him a little more um, uh, guarantee. I guess I would say he's still getting the same amount of money overall, but he a little more job security. That's what I was looking for because it's going to be even more difficult to move on from him in the future. So I, I assume in his book that that would be considered a win as well. But if Rogers keeps playing like this, I mean, if we have to add more cap to 2022 for Rogers, like I said, I, I don't really care. 
Well, the Packers might also need to make sure that Rodgers feels like he's being well compensated because if he if he goes off hosting these 10 episodes of Jeopardy uh, coming up soon, <laughs> you know, he might have a decision to make in terms of which career path he's going to take. But we shall we that shall will solve all their cap problems. Yeah. <laughs> Rodgers retires to host Jeopardy. They got plenty of room now. <laughs> Let's hope that doesn't happen. See, I really, you know what? You guys say that, and, we're, and you're laughing, but I was telling I was telling people here that the Packers were going to win the Super Bowl, right? They're going to. I thought they'd beat Tampa and they'd beat Kent. And I really thought because Rogers, let's be honest, he's a little out there, right? He's not your. I mean, he says you know he, he's he's interesting. Let's say that he's a very interesting man. He's not your classic cliche written quarterback that says all you know just says hey you know i want to thank this guy no he says interesting stuff and some of it makes you think i would not have been the least bit surprised if they won a super bowl he gets mvp of the league mvp in the super bowl they run and he says yep now i'm gonna go who's jeopardy i would not have surprised me at all i really and everybody says oh what do you mean he's like no he what else does he have to do now he won another super bowl another mvp yeah, he wants to go be Alex Trebek. Mm-hmm. Would that surprise you? Uh, you know, people, people are totally I, I, crazy for saying that. I, I, it would surprise me because he's been, and obviously things change, but he's been so adamant about playing into his forties. Um, so I, I think it would surprise me a little bit. He could be the only guy who he could take over for Brett Favre and Alex Tre- Trebek. That's <laughs> that is Come quite on. the that is quite the legacy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, 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 it would surprise me. I mean, I guess I'd be shocked a little bit, but any more as as we get up, as I get on in years, I'm I'm less and less surprised by things that happen. But I mean, well, we'll never know because they didn't win the Super Bowl. So yeah, right. Well, even and then his then his fiance throws out there when she's talking about him on I forget I didn't see the show, but I read the quotes where she says, "Oh yeah, I didn't I don't watch football. I don't know anything about football. I don't even know him as a football player." I know him as a guy that wants to host Jeopardy. I'm like, there it is. That's what I've been saying. <laughs> right. It's all yeah. coming together. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly but surely. Read the tea I leaves. Wish I, would, I wish yep. my, my thing would have come true because that means the Packers would have won, would have won yeah. the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's true. Well, speaking of tea leaves, so those are some moves the Packers can make to get at or below the cap with more to come potentially. But this past week, there was a little more fuel thrown onto the fire of some players the Packers might be targeting in free agency, and we do this every year. And then every year, none of these players seem to come to Green Bay because why would you leak out information on who you're actually talking to? The Packers typically tend to sign players that we didn't even see coming. See, two years ago when Zadarius Smith came and Preston Smith came and Adrian Amos and Billy Turner all in a flurry. But Will Fuller, wide receiver Will Fuller is another name that got thrown around to the Packers. A little bit of of fuel thrown on the fire there. That's another wide receiver that the Packers would add to the group to add to Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard. It would slide MVS, Alan Lazard down in the pecking order where where they probably are more well-suited for the number of snaps, targets, uh, you know, where they light up in the formation and and how the passing game goes. Will Fuller served a – he served a – Five-gamer. A suspension. So that's that that leads into the question there of, you know, we, we saw this last year. I mean, the Packers apparently were in heavy in talks with the Houston Texans to make a trade for Fuller. They didn't end up doing it. Um, and but they still apparently really like Will Fuller. So is wide receiver the best use of very limited free agency dollars here? The Packers are going to do what they're going to do. It's it's not what we think. It's what Brian Gutekus thinks. But. Since it's our show, I ha- we have to ask the question: Is wide receiver the place to spend money? I've also seen, and this wasn't. There's no, hasn't been any official rumors, but Curtis Samuel is another name that I've seen thrown around out there. Is the Packers wide receiver group a position where limited free agency dollars need to go, or do they need to? You know, should it be more focused? on a defense that is very likely going to be looking for a starting caliber caliber cornerback, Mark. Oh, it's not even close. They don't need a wide receiver. The offense was the best in the league last year. Why I, These people don't want wide receiver. Why do these people, why do Packer fans have this wide receiver envy? 
I think it's more names. I think they just want a big name to come because it's exciting for a minute. Well, get a big name that, that can cover a wide receiver because that's what they don't do very well. They, they Their wide receivers are fine. They don't need steroid up Will Fuller, another Notre Dame bust. No, I'm tired of Notre Dame guys. I'm, I don't want to see anybody else from, from Notre Dame on the Packers. All right, that's, that's, that's number one. Number two, oh, no, I wouldn't mind the big tackle. Um, they don't need – I mean, <laughs> MVS is just getting better and better. You know, he makes his mistakes and it drives people crazy every once and again. But look what he did in the last part. Look what he did in the, he was the best player in the in the in the playoff loss to Tampa. I mean mm-hmm. it's no, yeah, no. Why I mean listen, if, if they want to draft one in the third round, I'm fine with that because they do need to get the scary part to me about the wide receiver group, and I'm assuming Adams is going to get it an, an extension, but as of as of today, as of what today, March six every receiver on the Packers contract is up at the end of the season so I just wrote about that yep. yeah that's a scary thing <laughs> I mean but I I I, I kind of think and hope that Adams that won't be in another week that won't be the case because Adams will have a four-year extension um but MVS St. Brown um Lazard well Lazard will be restricted but the other two will be unrestricted and you know, Funchess is still on the roster. They haven't done anything with with him yet. I kind of think, I don't think he'll be there. I think that'll they'll save a million too by getting rid of him. But no, I don't want Will Fuller. I I don't I don't want any part of Will Will Fuller. Curtis Samuel, I would think more. I would rather have him. But no, I would spend on corner. Uh, I mean, if they have any money to spend, I'd spend it on corner. I'd spend it on defensive line. I would spend it on Jamal Williams to bring him back if you're not getting Aaron Jones back. Um, no, wide receivers, in my mind, and I, you know, again, they, they're going to do what, what they think is right. Wide receiver isn't in the top. I have four or five needs that I think are, are greater than, than wide receiver for this Packer team. Hey, everyone. I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your very own podcast here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or, if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community Discord, and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. And on top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is, you can get all of this for only $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box to find out more, but that's bwhustle.com slash join. Yeah, Paul, your take on the Will Fuller? Yeah, pretty pretty close to Mark's. Um, if from a pure football standpoint, if we took everything else out of the equation, I'd love Will Fuller here. Uh, in the slot, out wide, incredibly efficient in the slot, was a very good downfield well, threat for the – stuff when he was on the juice. <laughs> He's been solid there. Uh, he's on the he was a, he's, he's a cheater. He was a good. You're 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 missing. <laughs> I said from a pure football standpoint. Okay, all right. Uh, he was very good downfield, mm-hmm. but even more so than the PED thing. You know that I don't know. That is what it is to me. Uh, but injury wise, you know he's only played the most games he's played is 14 in his rookie season. Uh, since then, he's never played more than 11. So that's a big red flag, and. I guess take it as you will, but some of the sites like Spot Track and Pro Football Focus, when they come out with their uh, contract projections, he's earning a payday, a big one, you know, $15 million per year. And so that right there, if he's even anywhere near that ballpark, no, that, you know, that just takes him out of the Green Bay's, you know, realm of possibility. But I agree, wide receiver in free agency isn't a – that's nowhere near the top of my to-do list. They're returning their top three receivers for season – if they go and spend a top 100 pick on the position, there's your fourth. Uh, you know, you hope that other guys on the roster like St. Brown, um, if Funches is back, you know, that they can make some sort of impact. But they're fine for the wide receiver position this year. Like Mark said, and like I wrote about at Cheesehead TV on Friday, 
they're going to draft a receiver this year, if not two, just because the, they need to restock the shelf for the upcoming year. But as far as immediate needs and free agency, the two big positions I absolutely want them to address in free agency, not that they're going to, is cornerback because it's just it's just too big of a need to go into the draft saying, all right, we have to get a cornerback early on. We don't know how the board's going to fall, who's going to be available, and that's incredibly risky. And then interior defensive linemen. Uh, once again, they need the depth. Kenny Clark needs help, and it's overall a very weak class. Mark knows that best. He's putting together the defensive line group for the Cheesehead TV draft guide. And again, going into the draft saying, all right, we have to find someone at this position that just leads to reaching or leads to bus and it, overall it's a weak group. So those are the two positions I'd like to see him address tackles another one, but this is a deep class. They have Elton Jenkins, Billy Turner on the roster already. Bill, uh, obviously Bakhtiari will be back at some point. So I don't see that as a, you know, have to address in free agency. That's a, in the draft need for me, but receiver. Yeah. It doesn't, it <laughs> doesn't meet the to-do list, especially in this cap crunch we find ourselves in. Yeah, for, for unless receivers unless a receivers market falls off a cliff, I don't see the Packers right. going. And I don't the big unknown in all of this too. We assume shorter, cheaper deals for the veterans, but by how much? You know what I mean? Yeah, I just I just don't see them going and don't see them going in that direction there. And and the draft is it's it's important, and the Packers are going to use the heck out of it. And they've got ten picks. It's they've got a lot of capital, a lot of lot of yeah. A lot of capital to work with. A lot of capital to work with. The other thing is, to, to your point, Paul, about Will Fuller's health and his availability, if you look at the four guys that the Packers signed two years ago, they really haven't missed time. I mean, I, a game or two sprinkled in there, but and I don't know how you vet that, but if you know whether it's luck or if it's something that, that Brian Gutekunst knew was, hey, I, need, I want guys who are durable, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Billy Turner, Adrian Amos, they have been available week after week. So a guy that's got an injury history, I don't know if, if you know, position aside, if that's something that the Packers are going to take a look at. And that's probably why they, they I, you know, for as much smoke as there was on social media, and that's not the team speaking, that's the fans and everybody manufacturing stuff. But for as much smoke as there was around J.J. Watt, it almost seems like there was very little conversation between the Packers. The Packers probably said, here's the number, click. <laughs> it was like, if you want it, call us. If not, that's it. We're not going to have another conversation. And, you know, it made it sound like there was all this back and forth. But Watt's durability was probably a big part of that equation, too, where Brian Gutekunst was like, hey, I'm not paying this top dollar for a guy that's that potentially going to miss four or five games. I mean, if you miss four or five games – that makes the the money that the Cardinals are spending on Watt just kind of not worth it. So Packers don't have that kind of money to spend. They have zero dollars right now. Like I said, they've got more moves to make. But Chris Carson was another name at running back, free agent running backs. That's an interesting one. So uh, and and I guess we can we can kind of parlay this into the talks this week about when Brian Gutekunst was asked whether or not they would consider using the franchise tag on Aaron Jones. Mark, you mentioned, hey, you got to try to bring Jamal Williams back if they're not going to bring Aaron Jones back. If they franchise tag Aaron Jones, it's an $8 million, around $8 million tag for one year. And he still could potentially be be traded at that point. Drew Rosenhaus is his agent. He's going to get paid. He wants his money. This is an interesting situation there. So do you believe any of the of the Chris Carson? I guess, once again, maybe his, his market's not very good, but... You know, otherwise the Packers get left holding it or uh, handing out an eight million dollar bag to Aaron Jones for one season, and he's probably not going to be happy with it. I think the only way they, if if they tag Aaron Jones, it's to trade him to get something for him. I I can't. I mean, no. I mean, it, I can't. You know my feelings on running backs and paying them money. I, it's it's the dumbest thing that you can do is overpay a running back and teams do it and they wind up looking, you know, just look around, look at the Vikings, look at the Cowboys, look at all these bad, all these losing record teams because they overpaid running backs. Um, I don't, they're not going to, I can't imagine Aaron Jones playing on the, on the tag. I can't imagine the, the Packers serious. Like I said, they, $8 million, $8 million for one year. People It's not a bad deal. And it is. It's, in, in this crazy market, it's not. That would be a, a bargain almost. However, 
it would still be eight million of cap space as well on a one year. That isn't a bargain because again, like I keep saying, they're over the cap rate. They got it, and even if they do Aaron Rodgers' deal and get back to zero, they still got to create another whatever fifteen to so to pay draft picks to to keep some in reserve to to put together a practice. I mean, all these little things that people don't even that that add up. So. Aaron Jones at eight million isn't going to help them cap wise at all. Matter of fact, if they did a, if they were to get a long term deal deal with him, which I'm not crazy about either, the cap number in twenty one would be less than eight million. I guarantee you that they wouldn't do a deal where his cap is that high. Um, so with with all that said, I, I don't. I think I think the only way that they they would tag him is to work out a deal with let's say the Dolphins, which seems to be the hot team for him. All right, you really want him? Give us the Dolphins do have two first round picks, so I don't know if they get a first, but they might be willing to give up their second, being since they have two number ones. You mean you want Aaron Jones? You work the deal out with him, give us your second round pick. And this has been done in the past. Packers did it years ago with a with a defensive lineman who I can't remember who it was now. But they tagged him and then got a second round pick for him from Cleveland. I can't remember his name. It's killing me. Um, you guys are too young to remember, probably, right? Yeah, I'm not sure. That could be. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying. I'm did. trying to rack my brain, did. and I'm like, but they did it. Um, it'll it'll come to me before, hopefully before we get off. Uh, but yeah, they they they've done that, and other teams have as well. Um, you know, tagged a guy with the sole purpose of, hey, let's get something for him. Now again, it, it could backfire as well. Um, but you could always pull. Well, you could always tag a guy and then pull it, pull the tag as well. Which that's not that's not good business practices, but it has been done. Yeah. So as far as the running back, yeah, and and this is another position too. The the NFL has shown, and the, we talked about it. The history has shown you pay a big run, pay big money to a running back, and the Packers aren't planning on doing that. They're not going to do a Dalvin Cook, Zeke Elliott type deal. With, with a running back here, but you pay a lot of money to a running back. It just doesn't seem to pencil out. So, Paul, what's your take on this Aaron Jones franchise tag situation? Do you see it similarly to the way that Mark does, or are you a fan of doing what you can to keep Aaron Jones in Green Bay? I would love Aaron Jones to be in Green Bay, but it's just not in the cards, whether it's a contract or a or if or using the franchise tag. You know, on the surface, paying him $8 million a year compared to, you know, the maybe 12 13 average annual value he'll earn on his next deal sounds like a bargain. But as Mark pointed out, that cap space, that cap hit has to be recognized all this year. And the Packers aren't in position to take on $8 million, let alone at the running back position. So it's just not in the cards. And who knows what Aaron Jones, whether he'd even want to play on it. You know, that could create some animosity between the two parties. And really, I, I know this, I hope this comes into factor a little bit. I don't know if it does or not, obviously, but it's not what's best for Aaron Jones either. He's earned the payday that he's going to get, and I hope that he gets it, even if it's not here in Green Bay. Um, but it, yeah, it's just not in the cards to pay the running back position. The one thing I will say, though, is maybe more than some other teams, the Green Bay Packers have shown potentially a willingness to do so just because there's been constant chatter, you know, going back a year now between jones's agents and the packers on looking to make a deal work and we've seen in the matt lafleur offense the importance that having a running back like aaron jones is so in regards to that chris carson rumor and that's all it is diana rossini of espn said on the pat mcafee show that there's there's buzz between chris carson and the green bay packers so take that as you will uh but i don't feel i honestly don't feel you know with will fuller I'm in the, yeah, don't sign him. Chris Carson, I really don't feel one way or the other. For me, that would come down to price. Uh, He's rushed for over 1,100 yards in two of the last three seasons. He's got over 44 targets in each of the last two seasons. So he can get it done out of the backfield as a pass catcher, which is what, you know, not that Dylan can't, but the Green Bay Packers would be best served to add that type of skill set. So I don't feel strongly one way or the other. Like I said, it'd come down to price, but... I don't see the Packers having to address running back in free agency either. They already have AJ Dillon. You know, if they spend a day two or, you know, round, let's say three, four beyond pick on a running back with an Aaron Jones type skill set, or as Mark pointed out, bring back Jamal Williams, who's going to, you know, be a lot more cheaper than Aaron Jones. I think that that'll solve the, the, the positional need as well. 
And then they got someone. I still, I even going back to last year's draft, I was a fan of Patrick Taylor out of Memphis, who was on the practice squad last year. He's another back out of the backfield as a pass catcher. He can get stuff done. So not saying that they should rely on him to be RB2 or even RB3, but it's a name to keep your eyes on. And he could potentially fit into that, you know, third role with Dylan, a draft pick and then Taylor. Yeah, and Taylor's a guy that I think a lot of us forget about. Not that you know, great point. You don't necessarily want to count on him, but the Packers have him around for a reason. And some of that buzz you mentioned between Carson and the Packers could just be a shaky phone line connection too. It might. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> and I buzz. And, buzz. Are, all the be a what? Did Watt sign with Tennessee or Buffalo? Because that's where the buzz was. Yeah. Nobody said Arizona. Yeah. Look at these. Listen, don't get me started. I'm not going to, I don't want to rip people in the media, but buzz, there's buzz. Well, this is the season right now. This is, this is, uh, you know, ratings season, I guess, in, in the media. And, and, and I mean, Hey, these platforms, they, they thrive on viewership and nonsense. subscriptions and they thrive on nonsense. They should be held accountable for every mistake they make. But they're not. This well, is why Mark is constantly scrolling through Twitter. He's always looking oh, for the latest. Constantly buzz. scrolling. Buzz. Well, this is buzz. this is and, and, well. Part of it comes from part of it comes from teams using the media too. And you talked about it last week, Mark. And and yeah, I absolutely. when you're a, a hardworking beat writer, and and it's like when you get played, you know, you 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 don't you probably don't forgive or forget, right? Corey Williams, that was the guy. Oh yeah! Oh wow! Yeah! No, that was that was that, that was like the early two thousands. That wasn't that yeah. long ago. Well, it is now. I mean, we're, I don't think it is, but that's twenty years. Oh, how old are you, Paul? Uh, twenty nine. So you were nine years old. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I knew it would come. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt your. <laughs> ripping the media thing here, but because I'll jump on that in a second. But um, yeah, the Packers they they put a tag on him and then traded him to Cleveland and got a second round pick. And we never heard from him again. So that was a good move. No, yeah, that's you know that's the thing. But most of the guys that, that everybody's going to bring up Micah Hyde and Casey Hayward, but there was circumstances there. The Packers, very few guys who the Packers give up on go other places and, and do great. Like, you know what I'm saying? Most, I, I can't think of many others. And I'll say this, Hayward's been good, but have the Chargers done anything? No, not a thing. And, and Hayward was always hurt in Green Bay. Now, Micah Hyde, Micah Hyde, I'm, I'm happy for, because I loved him in Green Bay. I was okay with the decision to move on from him because but he's, had to. he's a good player. He's just there. He's but he's doing well because of what he is doing in Buffalo. That's not what he would be doing in Green Bay. Well, he was. Just, I mean, in Green Bay, he played a lot of nickel corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had they had Dix, Clinton Dix, and Morgan Burnett at safety. And he was versatile. He could move back to and and but you and know he was and the Packers couldn't pay him to be a starter because he wasn't. Where who was at that point? Who was he going to start ahead of? Mm-hmm. They paid him like a backup, as a good backup. Buffalo had a, had an opening of safety. They paid him to be a starter, and he's a great guy. I've I've, I've talked to Mike Hyde more than once or twice, and and he's he's a he's a really good guy on and off the field. I'm happy for him, but again, there was it was there were circumstances that Packers this had they I mean with 2020 hindsight. You keep him and you don't, and you don't you get rid of Clinton Dix because he did. There's a guy the Packers traded him. What's he done? He's not even in the league. The league anymore, right? He bounced bounced around three, four teams, and he's gone. So they they're usually pretty good when they let a guy when they let a guy get away. They I I can't think of many that other like I said Hayward and Hyde are the two the ones everybody yells about, um, but not many others. Right. Yeah, the Packers have a have a good Randall. history. They, yeah, they they've got a they, they have a good history of what they do with their players, and we have to kind of trust the process. Well, the new league year, so the legal tampering period starts a week from Monday, and then the league year officially starts at 4 p.m. Eastern on Wednesday, March 17th. If you if you're feeling lucky, it's on St. Patty's Day that NFL <laughs> free agency will start. So the cap number should come out soon. Hopefully, it doesn't drop until late on Friday, so we can talk about it next Saturday, right? But in the meantime, I'm a little uh, worried about that St. Patrick's Day start. Yeah, yeah, it's a lot of these GMs are gonna be drunk. <laughs> they can make all, they, all kind of deals might happen, right? Sounds good. Sounds... You get a drunk GM on the phone, you can, you know, 
<laughs> yeah, no, that's that's that sounds good. I mean, some of them might be that way anyway. I don't know if St. Patty's Day necessarily is uh, is enough of an excuse. But what do we have? So what do we have going on this week at Packer Report, Mark? Um, the last two of my series scouting the Packers um, inside linebacker is up as we speak. Next week, it'll be uh, the p- position we've been talking a lot about cornerback. And you'll be there's some interesting quotes from um, the scout that helped me with this with this series. Um, a lot of my opinions are based off the guy that I trust telling me this stuff. I mean, I thought so anyway, but he just verified the fact that they don't have much past Alexander. And then later in the week will be safeties, and that'll round up the um, the whole series. Okay, all right, excellent. Paul over at Dairyland Express and Cheesehead TV, what's going on? Uh, earlier this week, I put together an article that I really enjoyed doing. It was my 10 items on Brian Gutekind's off-season to-do list. So went through and highlighted those. Uh, like I said, she said TV, I discussed why the Green Bay Packers will draft a receiver this year. So don't worry, everyone, it's going to happen. Although I'm not predicting when. <laughs> so I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and say it's going to be a first-rounder, but they'll draft at least one. Uh, and then looking ahead, we'll just continue seeing what happens, just rolling with the punches and yeah. Uh, any news that comes out and one NFL head coach this week said that the upcoming week is going to be a, I forget his exact words, but it was along the lines of like bloodbath just because with all the cuts that are coming. So might be a big news week upcoming for the green Bay Packers. Yeah, absolutely. So one to keep an eye on and we will be back next Saturday, break it, breaking down probably some late, any free agent news or anything ahead of the free. A lot agency. of buzz. We'll, a lot of we'll just check the buzz. More buzz, more <laughs> more connections between Mark will be, keep us up to date between the team and the Packers. And you know, speaking of which, we if we if we keep on the schedule recording early on Saturday, is it too early to have like a you know uh, a, what do we call it a, a handle or not a handle but a uh, a little cu- little glass of scotch handy just so you can keep your, keep your nerves calm while you talk about how the media is handling this free agency period. <laughs> We have to do Friday nights to get <laughs> Yeah, that might. Yeah, that might have to be the case. So, all right, everyone, thanks for listening to this Saturday edition of the Pack a Day podcast. Everybody, as always, have a great week. Be safe and go Peco. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.